Hello and welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast where we give powers to a name here again to build a superhero from weird generators on the internet. Hi. Apo- apologies everyone, It's been we had a week off and Dean needs a while to warm up apparently. Hi, I'm Dean Knight, nice and warm, here uh, to sort of escort you through the creative process of generating a superhero as always. And as always, I'm here with uh, Jade Sarson, Joshua Randall. Hop in, guys. We're going to go make a superhero. You, ha- you excited? Oh, we're hopping in a car this time or a vehicle of well, some sort. Actually, no. Uh, you- you're kind of hopping into my, my think tank, my, my thought room, my oh. uh, drawing room. Because I see, I have a question for you both. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, as you might know, Jade and I recently moved house. We're decorating. Uh, we're-, we're painting a lot of walls. But we're also building a lot of furniture. Now, I want to ask sort of a, a, a thoughtful question to sort of get the, the ping pong ball rattling in the old brains. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm. I didn't know I had a ping pong ball in my brain, but now that I know it's there, I want to make it rattle. <laughs> so hit me. Let's get that really satisfying, like, bouncing sound. So building a lot of IKEA furniture. Are IKEA furniture instructions comics? No. Next question. What, 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 what? Now, I mean, Josh, it sounds is, like you've got an opinion. I suppose it is technically sequential storytelling. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Jade Sarson, counterpoint? My counterpoint is, is it though? It does take you on a journey. <laughs> it It's sequential art that sort of unfurls as you read it and sort of I mean, it's very loose panelling. Yeah. Comics don't necessarily have to have panels, I'll admit. No, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, by all, by the dictionary definition, it's a comic. It is very abstract, though. Mm. Yeah, it is a little abstract. But, you know, there's some abstract styles out there. Um, but, like, you know, you you understand it exactly when you look at it give or take a few uh, mistakes. And I dare say you do give your own sense of time to it, depending on how long it takes for you to fill out like a certain section. Mm, exactly. I'm sure I'm sure uh, Scott McCloud is just, you know, wherever he is, he's just nodding. I'm but... frowning heavily. <laughs> why are you frowning? Jade, you got to explain why it's not a comic. You can't just be all like... There are exceptions ball. to the rules. I, I do want to poo-poo the idea, Dean, but you have... You haven't t- you've tickled my brain with that one. I think IKEA instructions are closer to comics than they were to books. I will admit, when you lay it out, basically it's a visual story of an item going from pieces to being built. So there is a story, mm-hmm. there is a plot, mm. and the images are clearly communicating change. You don't, you don't seem convinced, though. <sighs> well, I, you know I teach, like classes on how to make comics and the history of comics and all that Mm -hmm. and quite often i do like this bit where i show things like uh illustrations in like egyptian tombs and uh trajan's column and stuff like that can i suggest an extra slide for the bayo tapestry (laughs) is another example so shall i just whack the ikea furniture instructions in there as well i'm not against the idea Maybe maybe this is like Full Metal Alchemist. Now hear me out. When they try and remake I mean, the Dean, we've already heard you out on this idea <laughs> that IKEA manuals are <laughs> like for comics. No, well, 
You know how in Full Metal Alchemist, Alphonse and Edward are trying to bring their mum back and they just pour all the ingredients in a bowl and then use mm-hmm. their fancy um, circle magic to bring it back. But you know, there's no replacing the soul. I mean, who's to say that the shape of an Allen key <laughs> isn't a transmutation circle in its own, Dean? <laughs> Dean, I think you've lost the plot. What was the point of the Full Metal Alchemist my, point? My point was, like, an Ikea instruction manual has all the ingredients of a comic, but not the soul. Okay, so what we're saying is, I'll, we'll put it in this. Ikea manuals are comics. Ikea manuals are not good comics. Oh. Unlike hmm. comics that we have read. That's very true. Such as... Whatever you guys have been reading. Jade? Mm. Well, first of all, let's ask the age-old question. Dean, have you read anything this week? I've been reading Keep Your Hands Off Your Azuken. Well, no, you haven't been reading it, have you? <laughs> you liar. Because it's n- it hasn't been released You've been in English, reading Dean. subs. Is <laughs> subtitled anime a comic? <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. This is the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's just gonna keep lobbing things yeah. at us like is this plushie a comic? I'm I'm, I'm philosophizing. I'm asking the deep cutting questions. I'm getting to the root of what a comic is as I wanna get to the root of why you like keep your hands off Azukan. Yes, please. It's been a fun anime to watch about three uh <laughs> three school kids trying to make an anime. Um one, uh the 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 main character Asakusa? Uh, 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 she yeah. has been been exploring and um, drawing her entire life. Uh, she loves that. Uh, and then when she uh, grows up into high school, um, she meets her slightly more shrewd, uh, business-minded slightly. friend. <laughs> very, very business-minded uh, friend. Oh, shoot, what's her name again? Kanamori. Kanamori. Beautiful Kanamori. The, the, the way that... Uh... Asuka's uh, VA says uh, Kanemori-kun is like lodged deep into my brain because <laughs> they have such great... Distinct the accents. The VAs are really solid. Yeah, they're very distinct. Mm, mm. Kanemori, uh, of course... K- Kanemori. Kanemori, sorry. Um, she sort of is one of those friends that's not always outwardly supportive, but will help you out and just kind of get on what? board. No, 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 no. And get excited in a different way they find their fun um and they eventually the the, the pair meets um music music mizuzaki that's it in a, an anime club where she shouldn't be there because her parents wanted her to be an actress um and so they they pro they just ban her from watching anime and taking part in animation but she is an anime animator herself uh long story short they man- managed to swindle their way into making anime themselves they form a film club despite it being anime they're making they they manage to finagle it of course uh kinamori is uh sort of a producer role in this so she sort of strung on some people and it's just listen the anime is very um on board with the power of not only imagination but sort of passion as well like it's one of those anime that I would show people who want to get into the art of animation itself, but don't quite know all the, the ins and outs and the, the nitty gritty details, if that makes sense. Um, because they sort of 
they don't pause the anime to explain it, but you know, uh, there's there's enough information given in the plot just to um, you know uh, say. Oh. It it comes out naturally in the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just the 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 passion that these three girls have for creating their their projects is is immense. And these ah, oh, there's these wonderful like imagination scenes. So um, in one scene, yeah, Asaksa, um is displaying some of her concept art because she draws a lot of machines. She she's always uh, wandering around with a little uh, camouflage hat. It's very cute. But she's really into machines, and she shows off like some uh designs she had for like a dragonfly aircraft and like the whole anime just like it's just them like walking around this imaginary like contraption and she's just there explaining all the hatches or like the materials of the wings but then it's sort of like snow snowballs from there because they end up in a scene where there's um men in black trying to chase them and, and they're trying to take off in this aircraft itself just all within like the realms of their imagination. And I think, uh, you know, if you're a creative person yourself, you've probably had those kinds of like um, daydreams where you just imagine a little scene. Maybe you're, you're cooking and you sort of imagine yourself. Um, we, do, we do it every other week. Yep. Yeah, right? It, it's, such, it's such a fucking mood um, watching these guys just create some, something out of nothing. And it's all very playful and... I would describe it as uh, infectious. Yes. Infectious is a very good word for it. Um, and yeah, if you... It's on Crunchyroll, if you're subscribed to Crunchyroll. We are not sponsored by Crunchyroll. No, we're not. But, but hit us you up, know. Crunchyroll, if you... Yeah. <laughs> Call us where, where, where a lot of episodes in without a sponsor, please. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's very good. If you're, Especially if you're a creative type, if you're into animation... Um, it's it's wonderful and infectious and joyous. Should also and mention a, a celebration. The uh, director Masaki Yuasa, who has done mm. um, Devilman Crybaby, Ping Pong the Animation, Tatami Galaxy, Kaiba, Ken Monozume, yeah, Lou Over the Wall, The Night Is Short, Walk On Girl. There's a lot of really good anime in like the last decade. That's uh, he did a scene in Adventure Time about the food chain. He did. It it was wild from from what I heard. It was. So yeah. Josh, what have you been reading? I've been reading a very special series. And Mm -hmm. it is so special that I think I do require assistance in talking about why The Way of the House Husband is so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hello, uh, Jay Salson here, uh, pro assistant. Um, I'm here to help Josh. Josh, your assistant's here. (laughs) What's up? You're, You're not my assistant. You are a partner in crime. Yes. Or at least you used to be, but now we are into Instagram and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cute desserts. Much like the uh, protagonist of The Way of the House Husband, who uh, it's all about Tatsu, who yeah. used to be a badass Yakuza uh, called the Immortal Dragon. Oh. But for reasons that we haven't quite discovered yet, we believe it's kind of due to his uh, partner. Hmm. Who's like just like a basic salary woman? Mm. But I see. I think they keep on being hints that she might have been something else beforehand. Mm. Just a couple of panels that kind of make me think that. But I yes. didn't pick up on that. But that's mm. interesting. Um. So it might. It might just be the ominous energy that she's gotten from her ex-accuser husband, who oh, is probably. now an adorable guy who likes to wear an apron around town, going mm-hmm. into uh. 
choosing the best food, <laughs> uh, cl- cleaning the house from top to bottom, and just kind of being, yeah, that house husband life. Dealing with, like, cold callers. I think that was one of my favourite bits of volume one. Uh, or my favourite bit was the chapter where uh, he kind of has a confrontation with a Roomba. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't that because um, this had like a series of live action um, ads in Japan, it which did. is, I guess, speaks volumes for how popular a fucking comic is. Um, wasn't that part of the advert as well with the little Rumba Rumba saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were doing. A, I think they reenacted the first chapter and the Rumba one, and I think they might have done another one, but I've only seen those two. The other bit was where um, he's cycling because his wife has forgotten her lunch and an officer stops him and is like, you are clearly not just a house husband. What the fuck are you talking about? You're clearly a gangster. You are suspicious. Mm. Which is is pretty much how every single chapter kind of runs in a way. Mm -hmm. There's so much kind of... um, He does a house husband thing. He does it in a Yakuza type fashion and then kind of resolution in that no, he really is just a softy who yeah. hasn't really grown out of his um, previous lifestyle. Mm, good. It's formulaic in that way, but mm. even though you know that's how it tends to go, it's still so funny every time. Like, an early joke is just him in a store with his wife, uh, and he goes up to uh, a, a, an assistant and is like, Hey, you got you got some of the good white stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just the best thing about this comic is the deadpan comedy, the mm. like just blank stares of a pause. It lets the comedy sit and then you just have the assistant go, "No, we don't do that here." <laughs> <laughs> and his wife has to clarify, "He means flour. He means flour, you know, for baking." Some good comic timing then. Mm. Yeah, which is interesting, yeah, because it does let the comedy sit, but yeah. also it has such a breakneck pace Oh yeah, to everything. Like, it does kind of read... Each chapter feels probably about four pages long, but really it is just a, a regular length thing. It just keeps on, like, hmm. punch, 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 punch. Yeah. Just doesn't doesn't stop. I think that that's the kind of pacing you want. Like, all killer, no filler... Mm-hmm. He's not a killer. <laughs> He's just a house husband. I, I think also in terms of gag series, it is like vital to have solid pacing. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, and I suppose last thing to mention is we haven't actually mentioned uh, Kosuke Ono or their art. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Which is Ooh. super fun. Which is, it, despite how tame the content is, it still has that almost action manga vibe to it. I, I feel. feel. I'm not sure if you it- agree. It feels so much like Golden Kamui for me. Mm. And I think it's because of the combination of like these kind of, I don't know, like soft housewife <laughs> background characters and then say, these hardened soft, criminals. Yeah. <laughs> soft, po- soft boys, deadpan comedy, scars. Yeah. And perfectly well drawn food as well. Mm. Instagrammable food. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's, it's perfect. Um, Josh, before we move on, I just want to ask, you are a fan of the video game series Yakuza. Yes. Um, how's, how does this compare to that series of video games, known for its soft, yes. but wacky, I would say, uh, criminal hijinks? I would say it's almost like a perfect companion, because oh. the Yakuza series, I mean, actually, it's, it's probably a perfect companion to half the Yakuza 
game because yes, whilst the Yakuza games do have this hot-blooded undercurrent of actual narrative, this kind of runs potentially like every single sub-story, which is the little side quests where you'll help a young boy buy a porn mag from a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of uh, kind of comedy and stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that might have almost been why I kind of wanted to get into this series in the first place, is because I kind of saw comedy potential in uh, all of this. And inversely, this is making me want to play Yakuza, which I have not. There we go. Oh, don't say that in front of Josh. (laughs) Once we Uh, get off air, we will talk about this. Before we plow on into Yakuza debates, um, I will come back to your point about the art. I am so surprised that Kosuke Ono's stuff, like, hasn't shown up on my radar before, so I I looked him up. Like, this is his first serialised uh, well, series. Um, really? He's only done a one-shot before. Huh. And I'm just so surprised because it's so polished. Yeah, mm. it's kind of rare for, like, a, a manga artist as well because usually you'll look up, like, say, someone in, like, Shonen Jump and you'll find mm. out that they've kind of had, like, ten, like, ten, like, one-shots, a few, like, yeah, weekly series. Yeah, well, that haven't taken off. Yeah. It's like you look at the... Um... Horikoshi, who did My Hero Academia, mm. and how the series before My Hero lasted for about 18 chapters mm. and was very underwhelming. Mm. What was it, like a, was, a magical zoo or some shit? Some no, there, 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 was, there was another one between that, which was about a, it was a Prince and the Pauper situation. Oh, oh that, yes. And yeah, it was... Mm. <laughs> the, the, um, the moral of this story is, don't stop trying. Yeah. Or hit it first time, you know, whichever works. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, Way of the House Husband, Kosuke Ono, uh, give it a try. Yeah, uh, that's a a double wreck from us. I tried to worm my way into the triple wreck, but they wouldn't let me into their stupid club. Because you haven't read it. Yeah. Such arbitrary rules for this club. (laughs) Listen, okay, let's let's do our own thing. Um, Let's actually get to the, the meat and taters of our club, the the bbrp club josh mm-hmm. have you mm-hmm. you've got a uh, a little hero generation technique for us to get as a name have you i have and it's it's a nice one because what i've in in the like the previous 90 or so episodes that we've done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we've always we've kind of sprinkle like tiptoed our way across the decades of music right which each one seems to have its own kind of Title. So back in the day, we had um, someone in the New Wave Thrillers. Mm. McFly and the New Wave Thrillers. McFly and the New Wave Thrillers. Thank you, Dean. Mm-hmm. Then we had the uh, the Sun the Sunday Breeze. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. So th- that was wait, what? No, that was Tuesday and the Breezes. Tuesday and the Breezes, I believe, was also a music one. Uh, have there been multiple breezes? That sounds like us. I know we've done a few musical ones, mm-hmm. and what this is leading me into. Is that during the like early noughties, Uh-oh. there was almost a I wouldn't I don't want to say an abstraction of how band names go, mm-hmm. but you know you've got your Bombay Bicycle Clubs, Uh-oh. you've got your Foles, you've got your All American Rejects. <laughs> we're not going to have All American just... Bombay Foles, are we? Because I mean, be. it could be, because what we're doing is the early 2000s indie band name generator. Oh, um, wow. It's just going to be the something. 
isn't um, it? Yes, plus another thing. Oh, um, so dead. basically, yes, it starts out the. Uh, the first part in our hero equation today is the first letter of your name. Jade. Well, all right, go for it, Jade. <laughs> the acoustic, and then we've got the date you were born. So obviously 1 to 31. We, and it's 17 because it's the same one as me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acoustic eyes. Mm-hmm. Not terrible. Yeah, I could work but bef- with that. But before we go on to you, Dean, there is a bonus section to this. What? Oh. We don't have to use it, but uh, depending on the month you were born, we can find out what your first album was called. Yes, please. Go, go. June. June, you don't know me. <laughs> the companion to I don't know her. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there you go. The acoustic eyes with their uh, seminal album. You don't know me. That's oh, I. I hate that. I hate that album title. Josh, I kind of love this. Josh, throw me in there. Churn me up. Um, first out, your name is a D. The squirrel. Hello. This is already pretty good. And you're a twelve. S- what what they, the twelfth? I knew it was around that time. The Squirrel Friends. Squirrel! squirrel you know, Squirrel friends. Girls Friends. <laughs> get, get all tippy-toe I mean, in here. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're not adverse to uh, animal groupings being superheroes. And Very true. <laughs> I, I reckon, actually, you're really going to like this album title, Dean. Hmm. Because you're a September babby, aren't you? Yes, I am. And your album is Battery Operated Bops. <laughs> oh, I like the word bop. This sounds like a very um, cutesy, like it's almost like the the who's that band with the colorful jumpers that plays Bobby music? You mean like the Wiggles or something? <laughs> the Wiggles, yeah. <laughs> Th- this is just the Wiggles too. The, the Wiggles too, Electric Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> okay, because this generator doesn't really. I mean, I'm the acoustic eyes mm. because I'm a J seventeen. Mm. So I'm going to go with the first letter of my surname, which is R, yep. which is the floral. Okay. Floral eyes. And I'm going to have to ask you guys to choose the number on this one. because what, a month? Uh, for the date I was born. I'll do Six. 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 The floral generation. Hmm. Okay. And my album... Is agreeing to nothing. Hmm. That's See, very appropriate for a floral generation like yeah. hippie band. <laughs> I like I like the idea of floral generation because like um imagine an entire generation that's a superhero. You, it's like the Green Lanterns times a billion. I think that'd be quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um but then we do have the the squirrel friends, um mm-hmm. friendly squirrels. Um and then your acoustic eyes, Jade. Mm-hmm. What are we feeling? I mean, I like what you said about the floral generation. It makes me think of like um, watchdogs and how like there is no protagonist in mm. the. I forget. Is that out now or is it upcoming? No, the that comes one. out in September. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the one where you basically don't have a protagonist. You just keep mm. playing as various members of the British public. The one that's about Brexit, but it's not political. Uh, no, no, not not political at all. No, no. <laughs> Just like this podcast, not political at all. Um, no, no, either edge. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm into exploring that. I feel like I have no idea how I could possibly illustrate it, but here we go, right? Um, what? Okay, I just realized the flow of generation, this could be Pikmin. Mm-hmm. Are, are these just Pikmin? 
<clears throat> floral generation. This is usually when someone butts in and says, Dean, that's silly, and then I can throw no, out another idea. No, we're thinking about it. Um... I mean, I don't know much about Pikmin. I know there's a guy in a fishbowl helmet. Olimar, right? Yeah. Who <laughs> yeah. has a bunch of multicolored flower people following him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's it? That's pretty much it. <laughs> and they, 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 they beat things, they carry things. That's, yeah, that's the game. Basically, the point of it is that the more of the Pikmin you have, the more easier it is to, I guess, get goals achieved. Yeah, the the it, it makes it much more easier um, to carry things. We we things speak up. English good here. <laughs> <laughs> I am England. I kind of almost want to avoid the floral generation in that aspect, just because when I'm thinking of it, I'm thinking of shovel, uh, oh, Hideo Kojima name generator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Magic Shovelman. Hold on, hold on. Shovel Illustrator. Shovel Illustrator, thank Mm. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm kind of getting Shovel Illustrator vibes just from we potentially might have a gardener or someone who has the ability to control a army of seed people. Mm. What? Okay. Okay, let's, let's stay away from like central leader role then. yeah no mm. i i'm thinking lean more towards like a whole like generation of people who've chosen to be a part of something yeah or- so that's about control and more about choice yeah um imagine if everyone chose to be batman mm. um although like it could be some sort of like blessing like floral sort of indicates to me like that some part of nature has uh, become a part of them or has elected them themselves maybe they're chosen by by Gaia by by the earth itself mm-hmm. and that sort of represent a uh, sort of visually comes out in like uh, a cool interesting way maybe they get like uh, what, what you know, happens f- is that they come that someone will just come up to them in the street and put a buttercup underneath their chin oh <laughs> You are the floral generation now. You like butter, and you are part of the floral generation. <laughs> also, now you're a superhero. You have to help us fight crime. I don't make the rules. Sorry, it's the butter. If you should, you should have stayed away from it as a kid. Mm. Soz. Um, I like, that, like that actually. And you could have like, I was gonna say maybe you could have a magical element in that sort of like pikmin you'd have like a flower sprout somewhere on the body but i i prefer the idea that perhaps they all choose to identify themselves in different ways so like someone might get a tattoo of a buttercup mm. someone might get a, a, like a make a little buttercup bracelet someone might just put one behind their ear you know okay yeah that's cool i was gonna say maybe they got like a pattern on their skin or something like that but that's yeah. Well, this is about choice. Yeah. It's not about that is true. something sprouting with beyond your control. Because if it was just like, do, you know, um, Detroit Become Human, <laughs> there's like, there's like a whole thing about like AI in that and choice. But then there's this whole scene with this factory uh, full of unawakened AI, and they just all like grab each other's hands and are just like wake up wake up like robotically and it's like that's not how emotional awakening works you don't just force someone to do that so the opposite of that please okay so these these zoomers are now Mm. 
it's very easy to go down the environmentalist route, especially in the year 2020 where where we're suffering like our 10th storm of the year in February. And I mean, it's fine. I mean, we've done environmentalist heroes plenty of time. I think we've covered that ground. Hmm. I think we could do more to do with like they have a power related to being part of the the floral generation, but they use it for good. Oh, also, the floral generation isn't sort of just uh, ostensibly good by itself. Mm. See, I was I was imagining like a group, and all of them were heroes. Mm. You know, like they're 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 saving. They they've got a goal bigger than just one, and they need. They need everyone on board. Yeah. Oh, what, are you looking like some sort of, like, Avengers Initiative type thing? Yeah, kind of. Ah, uh, I wasn't. Were you not? Uh, I was thinking more... Um, uh, a really good example is um, in Dragon Age, there's a group called the Friends of Red Jenny. Mm-hmm. And basically people think that Red Jenny is a person, but it's actually just, like, all these people, and they don't all know each other. But it's a connected network of people. Right. So they're the friends of Red Jenny and they all work together to help get goals achieved and basically to stick it to the upper classes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking something more like that. So I think that has the potential for really interesting storytelling because when you have... My problem with large groups is that quite often... It's drawing them, isn't it? Oh, that. And uh, yeah, a thousand soldiers coming over a hill. But... um, (laughs) When you have a large group of people fighting for a cause, quite often it can splinter. Yeah, I, I guess the that's the temptation in telling that kind of story, you know. Right, so I, I think it would be really... I don't know, it would be interesting to try and tackle it in a way where you know that the, all the group is unanimous in doing good things. They're unanimous, but they're not under mind control. Exactly. That That's the sort of th- thread we have to sort of thread through the needle really in storytelling mm, sort of mm-hmm. how do we get everyone on the same page without sort of getting lazy about it um mm. which is again i guess that's some sort of story for for the current age um about people being uh div- divided and not really uh what's that article that comes up i don't know how to explain that you should care about people mm. Mm empathy full stop like why is empathy a thing that has gone out the window <laughs> i don't know but maybe maybe, maybe that is something we could work with yeah oh, of course um like just oh it's gonna be one of those where the superheroism is teaching people how to care again it's yeah. it's, it's low-key we're not we're not lifting buildings we're not lasering with our eyes it's just a case of it's just people Let's just teach people how to care again. Mm. For fuck's sake. Like, Josh, you mentioned the the buttercup thing as a joke, but I actually really like it as a sort of initiation. I mean, it was partly a joke, (laughs) but it was partly I do like this. Mm. But, like, instead of just... Because when you first said it, it was more like you are one of us now, but instead Mm. you could just do the little kind of cute buttercup thing and it can lead into like an assessment of the person. That sounds really formal, but what I mean is, you know, you judge whether that person is empathetic or in need of empathy mm. and could develop empathy. Well, what happens if a person can't develop empathy? Mm, that's a good, good question. I mean, that's a great philosophical uh, 
brain scratcher, which I guess fits in with this episode. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those... I don't want to say, like, oh, this person can't be empathetic, therefore we got to throw him aside. No, exactly. You know, that, that would be harsh and possibly against the themes of this comic that we're still sort of playing together. Um, it'd be more of a case of, like, hey, you're, we, we don't hate you, but you can't be a part of our superhero group because we're specifically trying to teach people. be Like, learn some things from us, but you can't teach yet, perhaps. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What if what if this is an idealistic series and that is like we we've been trying to figure out like what is this group's goal and maybe their idea is that no one is incapable of like growth and mm-hmm. empathizing yep. so like they would have one rule and that is that they don't give up on anyone hmm that sounds like fun hmm. that sounds good Josh what are your thoughts I mean it sounds like a good place. Mm. Those are the vibes I'm getting at the moment. Yeah, a little bit. Um, everyone go watch The Good Place, by the way. Um, I just thought we've not really referenced an actual comic in our <laughs> creative process, but that's, that's fine. you got to draw from Dra- any Dra- sources. Dragon Age is a comic, technically. <laughs> what was it first again? It's a game. We've, we've all sinned. It's fine. <laughs> um, um, but no, um, it, it does have a, a Good Place kind of vibe. Um, just because I guess we're going to be de- dealing with a lot of like philosophical quandaries. Um, you know, what what is good? How do you measure good? Um, I like how we've gone from, is an Ikea furniture thing <laughs> a comic to... What is good? Are all humans capable of empathy? <laughs> we, we, we start off small and we progressively get more and more... Uh... Hmm. What's the word? Sort of like larger scale. It's a, it's a good. Yeah. It's a narrative arc. Exis- more existential. Mm-hmm. It's called an arc. Look it up, <laughs> please. I mean, if if you need a good recommendation, I can recommend the uh, the book that I read to make my bed. There's a really good part about <laughs> step ten or eleven where the arc really like. I got it. That's how it works. It um it it it's that part of the book where everything just clicks which is something i'm not quite there with yet for floral generation let's yes let's we're, figure we're this missing out. something yeah there's there's i think we're saying a lot of big ideas mm, aren't we gotta narrow it down yeah we've got to get into the, the the smallest scale i that tends to help you out a little bit doesn't it josh if we sort of build out the world a little bit um if we talk like how does this all begin what where does the floral generation come from okay I think I've almost got it. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think it first off needs to start on a street. Okay. Um, if only just because it was the idea of the floral aspect and mm-hmm. pollination. Right. So I felt as though we needed something to kind of be the the initial idea route. <gasps> Say that Why out loud street? again. Why, why a street? Because for me, I was going to suggest like, a field and I thought a really good opener no matter what happens in this story is for a kid to be explaining to another kid here I'm gonna test if you like butter I mean that is very good the reason I thought of a street was because I was trying to think about how you you'll both appreciate this and I hope our listeners do as well Mm -hmm. the movie's Paddington here we and go. To use the case study of Paddington Josh's Bible Josh's personal Bible (laughs) Paddington wanted to 
how Paddington is a beacon of good. Yes. And how being in any kind of, like, I'm trying to... So Paddington, in this case, is the idea of the buttercup. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's that scene in Paddington 2 where he goes to prison. Yes. And and almost instantly, prison becomes good. <laughs> yes. And everyone starts knitting and doing musical numbers with Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was just trying to think of, and how... Once Paddington left the street to go to prison, everything kind of crumbled. Yeah. Oh. And for some reason, I, I kind of just used like you know the color gets drained. Everyone starts getting angry, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So I was trying to. Th- the only reason I picked the street is because I just imagined I just replaced Paddington with a walking flower. See, I see. No, I, I, uh, I see exactly what you mean. Yeah, I think the city is a good setting for that as well because it's it's such. Like I I I've been to London many many times and every time I go I'm sad. <laughs> like I I am not a city mouse. Like cities can often be. Uh... We, we've already talked about city mice and uh, country mice, Dean. That was mm-hmm. a previous episode. Oh. Yes. I'm, I'm just. <laughs> it was extremely sad. <laughs> I'm 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 just saying the the city can be cold. Yes. Well, then why not get the best of both worlds? What if it's uh, like a little family park? surrounded by houses oh see park's quite good because um you know kids come there go go there to play um you know no matter what age they'll all play together uh and then also teenagers will go there to sort of listen to music on their phones and do drugs well yeah because you could i'm picturing like uh one of those parks that's like very man-made so it's like a square and then it's got a street like four streets surrounding it yeah yeah so Mm. you can see the effect and the environment this in this small square cutout of society. I mean, maybe this is one idea I was hesitant to use last time. Go on. But what if the park is the hero? No, because we've no. done a garden. We've done garden is the hero. Like oh, no, two, dude. Too many garden heroes. Stop it. I gotta stop it. But we've already okay. established that the hero is the generation. Like, the gen- yeah, the, this group of people that are very six degrees of separation, man. It's not like okay. In which case, I think I've got it. Go on. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the idea of the kid with the buttercup because I mm-hmm. do really like that kind of opening motif on there. Yes, yeah. yes. So they're going to be in this park that has been walled off by streets and gentrification. Yeah. Um. And effectively, it's, I think it's going to be quite run down at first. Mm-hmm. Very little colour except for the bright little buttercup. Mm-hmm. And I think we could bring people in through the rejuvenation of this park. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, I almost thought of it almost like a parks and recreation. We're just doing a, a, a Mike Shaw little, little tour yeah. now, aren't we? I mean, the guys had a good run. <laughs> Um, and then they go to a police precinct. And then um, no. on the way to the office. Yeah. Stop that. Um, but I think then that can bring in the six degrees of separation. Yes. Mm. And kind of how it's almost like a foundation in a way, I think, of like revitalizing a community. Mm. Yeah. And then I think it kind of pollinates and kind of spreads the message. Yeah. That's all I've got so far. That you could, you could connect it to like, um, a visual of like bees pollinating flowers so a bee leaves this starting park and goes to another 
Mm. And you overlay that visually with someone from this little square community that we start with uh, going to see like family in another area of their city. Mm. And so they perhaps as this person's like, we'd have like a little mini arc with them and their community going through some strife and, you know, becoming better people. And then they'd go to another place and take that feeling with them. And they'd probably get like, uh, a little bit of kind of mood whiplash because they'd grow so comfortable in knowing that they could depend on their friends and their neighbors in that area. And then they go to a new place that they've been before and they think they know, but then they've forgotten how shitty people can be. Yeah. And that maybe makes them doubt what they've learned from their friends yeah. and their previous community. I mean, that's that's a super universal like experience, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you could even extend it like sort of timeline wise where maybe um one of the the floral generation um you know maybe one of them starts out as like a 10 year old kid Mm. you know they're they're you know helping people out they're empathizing they're spreading uh their message but then um they're they're 17 18 years old they go off to university hey Mm. guess what they still like butter don't they they still like butter (laughs) and um Especially somewhere what like university where there's such a, uh, a a community vibe, but also a lot of like-minded individuals. Mm. Um, you know that kind of thing sort of spreads like wildfire. So maybe you can have maybe there another miniature arc is someone from the original generation, the generation I guess, going to university, um, just saying to one person, "Oh, you like butter," and then it just kicks off from there maybe it changes the whole campus i think we need to examine this uh initial chat because how do we go from and i have an idea but just to clarify my point how do we go from oh i see you like butter i'm gonna i'm gonna test whether you like (laughs) butter blah blah from that to you have the ability to empathize you are a human being capable of complex emotions you know how do you go from a to b and i feel like because we can start this with some little kids doing the buttercup thing, mm. you can have a very simple microcosm of empathy. Or not microcosm, uh, metaphor for empathy. Mm. So you could have this kid be like, oh, I'm going to test if you like butter. Um, and, you know, do the trick. And be like, yeah, yeah, it looks like you like butter. Uh, and then they go, uh, but then they hold it to themselves. And maybe they don't, like get the, the dumb yellow reflection <laughs> and they go ah oh, see i i don't like butter that's okay we both like different things and you could have like a really really simple explanation hmm. of understanding that people can look and act and behave in different ways and you need to understand where the other person is coming from and try and empathize with their situation yeah and then as you go through the story, you'd then have different versions of this. So like the university one, perhaps like you'd have them uncomfortable at a party or something. Mm. Um, and they're just like outside a house party or something in the dark. Like in the garden, yeah. And there's someone, yeah, yeah. And someone's like uh, drunk or high or whatever. And they just like lazily pick a buttercup off the floor and they remember what someone from their previous community said about it. Mm. And they just kind of jokingly hold it up, but it leads 
into a more complex discussion of empathy. Yeah, like a simple question, like in a situation where you might not be the most comfortable or the most confident uh, yeah. with someone who, again, you're not entirely comfortable with can just, yeah, mm. it's just breaking the ice. Um, but I guess there would be like a slight superheroic quality slash mystical quality where like this question sort of goes a little bit deeper than your average um inquiry you know yeah i think i think the emp uh, not the empathy the the super heroism in this episode has to come from the the act of asking yourself can you yeah. understand some where someone's coming from can you put yourself in their shoes hmm yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, like, I guess the whole point of this story would be that being a superhero doesn't have to be, like... Like, it's the whole fucking Bruce Wayne thing. Like, you've got all this money. Do you put on a fucking cape and beat people up? Or do you mm. donate it to charities? Do you invest it in inventing some new electric way... Electric cars. <laughs> Where's my mm. goddamn electric car, Bruce? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, uh, Josh. Just just a quick sidebar. What do you think of the the guns on chest suit? Is this live? Uh, there were some set pictures of uh Mr. Pattinson with the guns on chest suit. I know. I think it's goofy, but I mean, the man's got a bat motorbike, so yeah. I guess there it's a theme. All right. Sidebar ended. Here's the uh, fucking yes. problem with being into superheroes. People stop examining what superheroism is, and they start talking about how stupid the suits are. Listen, yeah, exact. See, I was I was performing there. <laughs> sure, was, you were. That sure, that was a, a big performance by Dean. Uh, I was there making a point. Yeah, superheroism. <laughs> Here we have <laughs> a problem with people who read comics. They pretend that they were saying a point, and then when someone calls them out on it, they say the opposite. Oh, it was a joke. It was a joke. That was my point. It. Yeah, I mean, can't you make a point but then only realize it afterwards? Is that not legit? Thank you so much for listening to us uh, have the most philosophical See, episode. See, I, I empathized with you there, Dean. I put myself in your shoes and realized if I kept ribbing you, you'd get more and more flustered, so I stopped. Jake? Because that's what empathy that's, is. That's incredibly mature of you. Um, however, you did not stop me from getting flustered. Uh, Josh, uh, tell the good people how they can help out our podcast while not, I sort of go and not shake yet, it out. I, I was going to say, are we just stopping there? No, we're not, <laughs> because the ending of this series, I'm going to guess, is going to end with someone in a now revitalized park in the middle of a city asking if someone likes a butter yeah because we love that we love that poetry mm -hmm. we love it we love it when it rhymes bookends you gotta bookend it two at some point we can make fun of the floral generation by calling them bloomers <laughs> oh i don't know if i'll let that one slide <laughs> i've been trying to make this joke for ages but i couldn't the entire reason I haven't thought of any plot stuff this episode is because I've been trying to figure out the best place to stick oh in a my bloomer God. joke. Trying to shoehorn that one in to the detriment of our story. Yeah, and I just couldn't do it. I, I mean, you could play with that. You could play with that and have like a whole could... empathetic generation and then you have the edgelord generation that perhaps comes after it and that's like a whole arc in the story where empathy has to keep being brought back because that's what's fucking happening in this world right now is that people have forgotten how to empathize despite it being a basic human condition that we have to relearn every fucking 50 years or so i don't know how to tell you you should care about other human beings
Oh, oh okay, bloomers. Um, <laughs> got it again. Man, I'll say, like, I've, I've enjoyed this episode. It's been light on the nitty gritty, but big on the, the big ideas. That, that, that's it. When, when it comes to our episodes, we either go, I want an issue by issue. Oh, that was another thing. It's comic craft. Mm-hmm. Um, I Whoa. wanted to think of at Time some point craft. about uh, paneling and how we can show the pollination of ideas moving around. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I was thinking about using um, almost putting the comic top down and having mm. one kind of squarish panel be the garden and then as we see the people kind of walking it kind of looks like bees buzzing away oh hmm the original garden is a hexagon okay like an allen key (laughs) (laughs) it's Um, poetry we've come back to ikea yeah we're back to ikea thank you all so much for listening Josh is about to interrupt me with another idea unless he decides to tell you how to do reviews of our podcast. Josh, it's your choice. Hmm. Gonna flip a coin on it. <laughs> think if I can think of anything else. I mean, do we want to think of any fun ideas about how they could represent the um, the buttercup or have we kind of got it like arm patches, sweatband, tattoo? Tattoos, uh, flowers and hair. Flower cut in the shape of a hair. They wear floral uh, cologne. They, they have, have glasses in the shape of buttercups. Mm-hmm. They have flowers in their beard, in their armpit hair, in their eyebrows. Uh, they wear only Hawaiian shirts. Uh, they carry around screenshots of the SpongeBob SquarePants backgrounds. Um, they have uh, a. They eat flowers every day for lunch. Uh, they spread potpourri wherever they walk. They have a handbag filled with potpourri. Uh, the choice is yours. Which I mean, no, wh- I mean that, that's like? good. I mean, I was just looking to pad out the time a bit, Maudine. Um, oh, but I'm shit. glad that you've done that for me. Thank you. Because now I can go into the way that you could leave us a review. Um, <laughs> you can... Obviously, you can go up to anyone with a buttercup. And you can say, oh... This is shining yellow under your chin. That means that you like BBRP, Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, which you can then review if you feel like it, because I know that you like it, because it's shining yellow under your chin. If you go to (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you like to yell into the uh, internet-based void, you you can talk about us. Use that time and uh, review us. And whichever uh, handle you happen to have, if you've got your name, if you've got a kind of an interesting username that we could somehow break up and use in a generator, more power to you. Are you uh, still saying this to someone while holding a book? Of water, <laughs> <actually>? <laughs> that, that's what I'm doing. If l- Listener, don't, don't look down because I am currently holding a buttercup underneath your chin. Don't look down. <laughs> don't, don't look down. It'll ruin the uh, the effect. So, where was I? I was talking about handles and the internet. That was it. Um, whichever one you leave will turn into a hero. If there's potentially a name generator in the past that you like, that you think, I'd really like these guys to do an issue two on it, hmm. uh, then by all means suggest that as well. An actual uh, issue very... two, instead of like a, an accidental one that we did a few weeks ago. <laughs> 
Now you see, because you, I was trying to make it a thing without having to recognise the fact that we've stepped on our own toes several times. Oh this man! Year well, li- listen, listeners, like we've done ninety odd episodes. Yeah, you, you know, you you take ninety odd steps, you're bound to step on your own toes. Yes. Um, but that's just me rambling. So you can do all that. I mentioned our Twitter. It's BBR underscore podcast. Mm. Uh, you can follow us on there. You'll like it when we talk about our recommendations on the following Wednesday when this episode is released. Mm. There's going to be some really good stuff on that. I imagine because Keep Your Hands Off Azuken is an anime, we'll just post the really funky opening. It's a jam. Mm. It's um, a bob. It's an absolute bob. And a, like an electric... I've forgotten what that... What Dean, your first album was. Battery-operated bop. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a real battery-operated bop. Um, Man, I forgot about this other hero shit. <laughs> I mean, they, they were optional. It was a fun thing to have on the end of a generator. <laughs> and then the following week, we'll get a illustration, which I'm, I imagine is going to be quite abstract this uh, week. We'll, we'll see. Oh, keep, keep us on our toes. Yeah. I mean, you gave me a very good visual. This whole thing was set up because you were like, <laughs> remember the buttercup thing. This is what... Yeah, this is all your fault, Josh. <laughs> I, I, I can't really say you're welcome. <laughs> also... D- the whole time you've been doing this, I just ran through like battery operated Bop is a perfect hero name. Can you imagine just like a battery operated hero? And they would punch people and why, the why, sound effect would go Bop. Why did you choose until like pretty much like the hour mark to mention that, Jade? Because I'm slightly concussed. So <laughs> my brain's <laughs> not that quite battery, working right. Battery operated Bop could have been a superhero. A, a, a superhero. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. You know what you, know what you could do with them? Uh, battery, battery operated Bop, right? What? You could. You've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean. That was a shame. Gotta make this episode end sometime, McKnight. I'm Jade. Sorry, I only thought of that just now, Sarson. And I'm Josh. Could we do a part two? <gasps> Randall. Oh, shit. Part two? I don't know. We'll have to discuss this. Oh, sp- 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 sp-